million pages. And Lindsay with the adventures of a bibliophile. And together, we're pages of a bibliophile. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Pages of a Bibliophile. I can't even say file correctly. (laughs) P-H-I-L-E, guys, in case you were wondering. And we will be covering Dumplin' by Julie Murphy. I'm Kelly. (laughs) And Lindsay's laughing at me already, and we've only made it 10 seconds. It's okay, guys. This is what real life looks like. We've decided not to take such a scripted approach with y'all, and we are just going to keep it real. For one, it it lets you get to know us better, but then also it cuts down on editing. And let's be real, I don't edit a whole lot. Lindsay does, and it takes up a lot of time. Like, I watched her the other day. Goodness. I mean, I think we owe her a brownie. Yeah. With sprinkles, maybe. Yeah. Sprinkles. Wait, can you put sprinkles on brownies? I mean, I guess you can. Fun fact, for your birthday, I was going to make you purpley, sparkly brownies because they would be pretty good for you. But then I was like... Pretty good for you? Like, what brownies are you making? These are, like, vegan style. No, I'm talking about because your favorite color is purple. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. And you like chocolate? Technically, my favorite color is teal. You have always told me it was purple. I don't even think I know myself, guys. What's your favorite color? We'd love to hear from you. Lindsay, what is your favorite color? My favorite color to wear right now is black, but my favorite color in general to look at is purple. I love that you have two favorite colors. Yeah, but I also like greens. I'm really into, like, earth tone greens right now, but that's... I bought a house. I'm decorating. I've got color on my mind. Yeah. Okay, so not that y'all needed to know any of that information, but fun facts. Now, moving on to announcements. We didn't even talk about announcements, but we do have some announcements to be had, made, to be made. Either one. I mean, they both work. (laughs) We taught all day, guys, so this may be even more fun than the last episode. Yeah, going back to work, we have a whole episode for that, so stay tuned. Yes. So, going back to work. I mean, no, announcements. Dear Lord. See, I mean, that's how long we've been working. Mm -hmm. I'll help her out. No, no, announcements. We've got the quarterly book club just came out on the 4th. 5th. 5th. It came out on the 5th. We Mm -hmm. covered Monday's Not Coming. 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 That's a pretty decent word. By Tiffany D. Jackson. So, if you have any interest in listening to that, which we all know you do, if you're listening right now. Just do it, as Kelly said. Just go listen to it. Just do it. So, we had Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson come out on August 5th. You're listening to Dumplin'. Upcoming next will be Puddin', which is the kind of sequel to Dumplin'. I wouldn't even know if it would be considered a sequel. It's like a companion. I would call it a companion. That's an excellent word. a companion from that. And then also this month, you are getting two bonus episodes. The intro explaining where we have been and what have we been doing with our lives. And also the, I, um, Kelly and I read The Other Einstein and it is talking all about Einstein's first wife and our take on that whole experience of reading that book because it was an experience guys it really was it took up a week of my life that i will never get back and i will never like einstein the same so just leaving you with that little tidbit 
go to our Patreon if you would like to learn more about this lovely book that had such an impact on R. Kelly. Yep. It was serious, guys. All right. So now this is where we talk about what we are currently reading. And Kelly, you're up. So I am currently reading, actually just finished reading, The Girl I Used to Be by April Henry. So this is my second or third April Henry. I keep wanting it to get better and it doesn't. Um, I would say, I think it's my fault because I just gotten finished with like an adult thriller and then went like to the young adult thriller and it just kind of left me hanging. I don't know. I just, eh, read it if you want, eh, if you don't. What about you? I like that honest review. I am actually reading The 57 Bus, a true story of two teenagers and the crime that changed their lives by Dashka Slater. It is creative nonfiction. Yes, I would definitely say creative nonfiction. It's creative nonfiction. It's um, I haven't gone too far into it. I started it last night, but Kelly really recommended it, and then our school librarian actually recommended it. And before Kelly even recommended it, our good friend Payne, who we've mentioned on the podcast before, he recommended it to us. Kelly was interested by it. She read it. She said I had to read it. I didn't listen. Then our librarian said it, so now I'm caving into peer pressure and I'm reading it. And I love it. So, The 57 Bus. It's about a non, a gender non-conforming teen with Asperger's who gets assaulted on a city bus and lit on fire. You find that out in the first five pages, so it's not like I learned so much from that book. I really, I feel like naive after reading it because there was so much to know and Keep in mind, guys, I write creative nonfiction on the side. I'm sure I've mentioned that on the podcast before. So I'm always interested in, like, the different ways people write. Um, So I definitely would pick that one up if you have any interest in nonfiction, which I think we need more of in our classrooms. No, absolutely. And here's the thing is I wouldn't say that you're naive. What I would say is that this is going to make it sound old, but, like, when we were growing up, like, there weren't all these labels for everybody. And it's, like... As a society, we have become so obsessed with labeling. It's like we've become the container store of life. Like everything we has really to, have. That's a great example. Thank you. It has everything has to have a label and a place. And so I think with the more individuality that people are feeling comfortable expressing, the more we feel the need to label it. Whereas I think why can't we just be humans? Like, yeah. I mean, guys, there is an entire page of labels. A glossary. Like, a glossary of different ways that people can label you. And I, w- I mean, I was so confused. Anyway, totally naive, but not naive. As she's saying, I'm just I'm just old. There's that. I turned 30 in three weeks, guys. 30. Yeah, we're having one of those, like, midlife meltdown crises over here. So feel free to join in with us if you'd like. Or judge us if you're, you know, older than us and think we're ridiculous. Um, They've probably been there, too. Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about, now that we got currently reading, not out of the way, but once we discussed it, let's talk about Dumplin', what we're really here for. Um, Kelly, why don't you start us off again, telling us what you think about Dumplin'. Okay, so basically a short rundown of this. We have Willow Dean. She, um, her mother refers to her as Dumplin'. Um, she is a larger girl. And she tries out for this beauty pageant that goes on. It's called the Miss Teen Blue Bonnet in her town, which we're both from Texas, so this appeals to us greatly. Like, we could definitely relate. Um, But she tries out 
to basically prove something because her mom runs the beauty pageant because she had won it back in like 1970 something anyway so that was really interesting and you just kind of follow her through the whole process of do I do this do I not meanwhile she's like falling for a boy because they always are and you get to watch her like figure that whole process out and you know being a larger girl she doesn't want to be in a bikini she doesn't want to be out and about and she's just basically learning how to be herself and be happy with it and how to have a boyfriend and she gets very nervous when he touches her because of her size and so even though she's like falls in love she still has a lot of doubt I just, I really enjoyed this book because I felt like it was realistic to the audience. I mean, her car breaks. She doesn't know where to work. She has um, best friend problems. It's just hard being yourself, especially in like that high school age. Oh my gosh, I would never go back there. And like your first kiss and she's kissing behind a dumpster and you know, there's just all those elements to it that I really enjoyed. What about you? Oh, I absolutely love this book. So, um, I born raised here in Texas so was Kelly and we Julie Murphy is a local author and so every small town that I drive through or any part of town that I drive through since reading this I think did she get inspiration from this did she get inspiration from that and I'm not a huge fan of realistic fiction for me it's like I don't know why it just doesn't appeal to me as much as say like fantasy or crime or anything or something like that but I truly enjoyed it. Like, I read Dumplin' and Put In within three days, of, like, total. I read those two in three days total. Um, they were fantastic for me. Um, as our good friends over on Netflix show that Kelly and I have been watching say, Spectacular. Spectacular. That's what they said. I mean, I just can't called? get over that oh, word. Room. room with a view, guys. Wait, no. Check it out. Oh, wait. Are Buying we? with a view. Mm, see, we don't even know what we're watching. But it's basically, like, where these people beside the point off topic but they buy a house specifically for the view and this lady was obsessed with lighthouses anyway that are spectacular fantastic greatness yes it was it's a <laughs> lot of fun okay so i loved this because being a texas girl being small town the texas small towns that you can't come to texas and not fall in love with texas small towns you just can't and not only that but i loved I mean, I my first real job, my real job job was at a restaurant. And you have those moments where you kiss behind the dumpsters when you're taking the trash out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds so gross now, but, I mean, you do. And when it's you're like, young and you're in love, it's just so yes, romantic. It is. It's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, you know. And it's like, I don't know. I just love this book because, like Kelly was saying, it's so relatable to the reader. You've been there. You've had those butterflies. You've had those moments of self-doubt and insecurity and conflict with your family and feeling like your family doesn't get you and you know she loses her aunt spoiler but she talks about that yeah on so it's not really a spoiler but she loses her aunt she who she's extremely close to and it's just you know the mother-daughter relationship and the mother being overly critical like it it's like something that everybody can relate to it's just the best book and the best friend drama like you know every girl and probably boy knows that first fight you have with your best friend and it's just tragic and life ending and you could you could really relate to their problems and like losing your best friend and having to become yourself and go through these boy things and not have anyone to talk to i mean 
I just can't say enough good things about this book. It was fantastic. Not to mention Dolly Parton. Oh, my gosh. Dolly Parton is the center. Yes. I, I mean, she is. All about the Dolly Parton. And I love that she loves Dolly Parton like that because, I mean, what real Texas Southern woman doesn't love some Dolly Parton? I mean, every song she was talking about in the book, I'm like, yep, I know that. Yep, I know that. And it, like, made me feel giddy inside. I know. And <laughs> I, it's the same way. I love Dolly Parton. And I will put Conway Twitty, George Jones, Tina mm-hmm. Lynette. I will put all those on my – I have a, a record player, and I'll put them on vinyl. And I just sit in my office and do work, and I just love it. And – you know, same thing, you know, with Dumplin', you know, mm-hmm. Willow, Willow Dean, but, and that's the other thing, the names of this yes, book. Yes, Willow Dean, oh, I loved it. I mean, but, I mean, you grow up with Willow Dean, mm-hmm. and, oh, there's a lady in my town, I live, I don't live in as small a town as Kelly, but I live in a small town, home, community, feeling mm-hmm. town, and there's a lady named Miss Ruleen, I mean, and Ruleen, Willow Dean, like, you just get those... Yes, you southern names. You can't say it without a twang. No. So I just feel like if you are from Texas, you're definitely going to love this book. And if you're not, you're still going to love this book. And this isn't really a spoiler alert anymore, but there is going to be a movie about it as well soon. So read it now, and then you'll be ahead of the game. And follow Julie Murphy on Instagram, because you want to talk about body positivity. Julie Murphy is larger. Mm-hmm. But she's beautiful, and she owns it. And I don't say, but she's beautiful. Like, you can't be larger and beautiful. I'm not meaning it like that, but I'm just saying, like, people have this thing where they associate larger women as uglier, less than, you know, and it, and it sucks that society's perception can lean that towards that way. And I just love seeing Julie Murphy. In her little cute bikinis. I know. She wears her mm-hmm. swimsuits, and she rocks it, and... I just think if she sets such a great example, not just for bigger girls, but for girls everywhere. everywhere. Like, because what girl has not had that moment? I don't care what size you are, where you're like, a bikini right now in front of people? Hex to the no. Yeah. Like, I've been there. Yeah. I was there. I, I did not pretty much wear a swimsuit all summer this summer. Yeah. And like, why? Why do we put ourselves in this? Who cares? Yeah. We should all go out there. We're all hot. We're all beautiful. Let's do this thing. And spoiler alert, at the end, when Millie comes out in her polka dot bikini and she does that little dance on and stage. owns it. She straight up owns it. And it was just, I was like wanting to be like, yeah, you go, Millie, like uh-huh. at the end like, of the book. I could totally see us sitting in the audience. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. Go! Yeah. Kelly and I Get would it, totally girl. be like, woo! Yeah. So, I don't know. It was such a, like a girl power, body positivity feel good first love it just was a feel good book and i think we needed that because we've been reading some kind of like buzzkill books if we're being honest i mean we have to read a lot for this podcast we have to read a lot for the book club we run outside of this podcast then not to mention we still want to read our own books that we pick so we're yeah we're teachers and so we have to read books that they're going to read to make sure there's nothing inappropriate yeah so i mean we are constantly i think i've read over 10 books already just this month so I'm like, it's just overwhelming. So sometimes we just need a good, feel-good book. Yeah, and this is it. If you are just feeling down in the dumps, like I was really struggling this summer with some feelings about going back to work, if, if I should, if I shouldn't. Anyway, and this book cheered me up. It got my butt into gear. Mm-hmm. It was just the best book. And I love Dumplin'. Willow Dean, just her attitude, I related so much with but I have to give it to Millie in the second book put in. And we'll talk more about that next episode. Millie? Yeah. It's, she's a badass. She is a badass. I'm sorry. We're going to... 
I know we try not to cuss on here, but there's going to be some. But, I mean, I can't say any other thing about Millie. That's just, that is her. She's a badass. She's loyal. I mean, y'all know how I feel about astrology if you've listened to our older episodes about mm-hmm. this. But I swear she's a Virgo. She has to be a Virgo. <laughs> I love that you know that. She has to be. There's no <laughs> other excuse for her being such a badass. Virgos, any other Virgos out there? We're badasses. He, she's basically saying power to the people right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know that I have my flaws, but at the same time, she's loyal. She's protective of her friends. We'll talk about Millie next episode. You tune into the next episode. And on that note, as soon as you finish Dumplin', you might as well already have Puddin'. Or, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Puddin'. <laughs> oh my gosh, their names are so similar. I would totally get them confused when I was talking to Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, stop, wait, no. Anyway. Definitely have it ready because you're going to want to start as soon as you finish. Yeah, but what I love about Dumplin' is that it's from Willow Dean's perspective, but Puddin' is from Millie's perspective. And I wish it could have been kind of like a Jason Reynolds thing with the track series where it's like Ghost and Patina. Uh I wish she could keep going on where it's like from Callie's perspective, which it kind of was in Millie's Yeah, it was. But like maybe from Bo's perspective or something. You know, like I feel like... Yeah, I kind of want a boy one now. Yeah. Like I want to know how the boys are feeling. Yeah. Yeah. What was the boy's name in Puddin' that Millie, the bigger guy, that Willow Dean liked? Um, oh, my I gosh. Have... Oh, Mitch. Travis? No, it's Mitch. Mitch. Mitch is kind of a bigger guy in the book, and I would yeah, I would love to hear a book from his perspective. Me, too. And there's Malik, but you don't find out about him yet. We'll get to that next episode. Don't worry about that. We're getting off track. But the point is, is I... I feel like I could drive down the road and go hang out with Willow Dean and Millie for the day and be totally fine. Like, I feel like I've known them. They, mm-hmm. they were such believable, real characters. Yes, very relatable. She did such good world building. Yes. So, congratulations, Julie Murphy. We are so pumped to have read your book. Five stars from us. Yes. Um, We really don't star enough, so that's telling you something. Five stars. I mean, the last star on this series. If we could high-five you right now, we would. Just know we're giving you all the high fives. All the high fives. Also, the last five star we did on here was Psych by Neil Schusterman, and that's about people having the right to murder other people. So, I mean. Oh my gosh. I just. Psych. I can't even tell you how much I, I love that book. I am like fangirling whenever I see one of my kids. Like, now that the school year has started, and I see a, And it's on the Lone Star list this year, and a couple of my babies are like carrying it around, and I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, are you reading it? What do you think about it? Come talk to me about it. I'm so excited. And the, t- and the kids are like looking at me like I have five heads. They're like, what is wrong with this lady? Mm-hmm. Well, and not to mention, um, we haven't really talked about this yet, but we are going to a book festival in October to promote the podcast. Woohoo! Because people are liking us, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, I we're kind like, of getting to be a big deal. I kind of feel like Willow Dean right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, people like me. <laughs> I know, right? It's awesome. And we, fingers crossed, will get to meet Neil Schusterman. So. Oh, my gosh. How about you cross your fingers with us? That way, there's more fingers crossed. How about you Instagram or tweet us? Like, DM us on Instagram or tweet us if you are going to the Texas Book Festival in October at St. Edward's in Austin. Yes, because we would love to meet you. In, like, a totally public place, but yes, no Yeah, offense. sorry, we're, we don't do creepers. No creepers allowed. No. Only book lovers who are like us. Yes, and if I'm awkward, I apologize. I'm like Chewbacca. She is not! Oh my gosh. Go check out our Instagram and you will see there's no Chewbacca going on then come see me in person and be like oh that's where he comes out at and on that guys time to take a break yes
move on and discuss any books that we may recommend on the same topic or what we are covering in our next episode, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram at Pages of a Bibliophile. You can also check out our Patreon account, Pages of a Bibliophile, for outtakes and blooper reels. I've been discussing Dumplin'. And our topic is going to be covering for this month, kind of getting out of your comfort zone. What does that look like? What does that look like for our students? And what did it look like for our characters in Dumplin'? And then next episode in Puddin'. So um, for me, personally, I thought Willow Dean got out of her comfort zone because she had to become a leader. She led a group of girls into the situation of the beauty pageant with, you know, no background information. And to add on to that, and I just raised my hand like one of our kids because I didn't want to interrupt Kelly. But <laughs> she really did, guys. Yeah, I was like, um, excuse me. Excuse me, I have something to say. Yeah. Me, me, pick me. Pick me. Ooh, ooh, I know. <laughs> no, but what Kelly is saying is like so spot on. And what I love about it is not only did she become a leader for these girls, but she resisted it at first. But then she did make a purpose choice to get out of her comfort zone and continue along with this. And just going into the beauty pageant itself is totally out of her comfort zone because it's something her mom wanted, and her mom didn't think she could do it because of her size. Like, that is terrible. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I cannot agree with Kelly more, and we could go into that topic for hours, but we won't. But I love that Kelly came up with this because at first I was like, let's talk about expressing individuality and... Then we were like, well, wait. And Kelly came up to came up to me with this, and she's like, what about stepping out of our comfort zone? And I was like, yes, I love that. Because, you know, we hear all the time as teachers, I don't know what to write about. I don't want to write about that. I don't like this book. It makes me feel some, you know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to like that. I, I hate going to school. I don't want to be here. I just want to sit in the back and not talk. I don't want to sit next to that person. That's the one I get all the time. I don't want to sit next to that person. Yeah, they were mean to me last year. It's like one time in five minutes out of the entire year, they said something that I didn't like. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, like as English teachers, we do things like book challenges and assigned book genres. So they have to get something out of their comfort zone or a book project that's of a genre they wouldn't normally pick. But we can do all these things to get them out of their comfort zone with education. But it's also getting them out of the comfort zone as people and future society members that is also so critically important. And I think that this book really shows us that and shows readers that it's okay to be scared. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to completely screw things up because at the end of the day, as long as you surround yourself with the right surround yourself with the right people and you have a solid sense of who you are, then you'll be good. This is crazy that we're having this conversation right now. So I had a parent meeting this morning with five different teachers, all our administration. We're just sitting in this room and we're talking about a plan for the student. And that came up because the student could be such a leader, but they're channeling that into something negative, which we see a lot. Middle school is a growing time. Like every kid is figuring out who they are, what they're going to be. They want to have friends, they want to be popular, they want to make jokes, and sometimes it becomes downright disrespectful, especially to us teachers. But what they were talking about is how we need to get these kids to see 
that they are so much more, that the people they hang out with should be building them up. If they are agging you on when you're doing something wrong, they're not really your friends. And so I think it's great that we're talking about this today because it's just all magically fell together. But how do we get you, as adults even, because I think we all can say that we have issues with this still, saying hi to those people we don't know, um, being nice when we don't want to be nice, how do we get out of our own comfort zones, not only with our reading and writing and those type things, but just in life in general? No, absolutely, because, I mean, this is out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, even doing this podcast, we never in a million years thought we would be doing this. No, never. I never thought I'd be putting myself out there like this. I would never, you know, be going to a book festival. I am the most introverted person ever, and for me to be totally on board with this, and, I mean, part of me, truth be told, was okay, because it was like, hey, road trip, but now I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to have to talk to people. I know. You're going to have to people. I'm going to have to people, and I, you know, I was, you know, saying the other day, I'm like, Kelly's like a bright ray of sunshine, and I'm like this gloomy little, you know, like the old depression commercials where the cloud's like, hey guys, you know that commercial? No, you are not like that. I am like that, guys. She's crazy talking right now. I can be like that. I get awkward because I start overthinking about what everybody's going to say instead of focusing on how enjoyable it could be to step out of my comfort zone. Well, and I feel like I really had to get out of my comfort zone when I went to my first writing conference. So I went to Pittsburgh, a place I'd never been, to a writing conference, a thing I've never done, to go sit in a room and have people listen to my writing, like my writing, stuff I do not share with anyone. You can ask Lindsay, us knowing each other, it took me how long to share my writing with you? A year. Yeah, a year. So I had to go in this room with complete strangers And not only did I have to do that, but I had to be nice to people, which, let's be real, sometimes I struggle with. So, Kelly's Kelly's mouth expresses what my face communicates, so... Yeah, I have no filter. My face, it's... I'm working on it. Yeah. So, things that we can work on. But, I mean, every day, we should make it a point. Our students should make it a point to get out of your comfort zone. Because every time you get out of your comfort zone something good is going to come out of it. Absolutely every time. I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't see the results, but saying good morning to somebody that you normally haven't could change that person's day. Or writing that note that you've been meaning to write to somebody or making that phone call you've been wanting to make. Or downright doing something crazy like starting a podcast or writing a book, which we are both now doing. You know, it just takes that one moment of saying yes to something for something great to happen. And now, because of, you know, Willow Dean saying yes, she has all these lifelong friends, and she has that confidence, and she has all this faith in herself to do, like, a relationship, and there's just so many things that can come. And I know that's so cliche to say, guys. I'm not trying to be cliche whatsoever, but literally, getting out of your comfort zone is life-changing. I mean, I stepped out of my comfort zone, and I gave my number out and ten and a half years later here we are not that it's all about relationships but I'm just saying I mean yeah and she did the way she met her wife it took a leap of faith here I mean I don't do that but I did and you know there's that example and then there's the example of you know I constantly question myself with school I put myself I'm like there's no way I'm gonna get accepted to grad school I'm in my second semester yeah 
And just every day with our students, we're like, there's no way this activity is going to work because Lindsay and I are crazy this year and just trying all these new things. And we're like, there's no way. It's I can't wait. Work. I want to do a bonus episode about the creativity project. Creativity project. You need to go get that book. Kelly and I are going to do a bonus episode. I'm making a decision for both of us right now. I like it. But, I mean, what would happen for our students if we hadn't have done some of this stuff? And I'm going to brag on Kelly for a second going out of this comfort zone. And I am very much a Virgo and controlled and like things a certain way. And Kelly came to me and she was like, for me, the teacher night, she was like, hey, I want to do stations. And, I, and, you know, outwardly, I want to support you and be like, woo, I love it. Uh, inwardly, it was like, this is not what I've ever done before. Yep. But you know what? I did it and it was the best open house I've ever had. The parents were so super, super sweet to me. They enjoyed me not just throwing information at them. They could pick and choose. And we did stations at open house and it was all Kelly's idea because she's a genius. I'm so glad you liked them. I knew that was going to be great. See, and going out of our comfort zone with each other. Like, we push each other to be better people. We push our relationships because we want to be the best couples we can be with each other. I mean, It's like Beyonce and Jay-Z up in here. Yeah, it is. Let's be real. I mean, Elias and I, power couple status. That's what we're working on. Same. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to school full-time. Well, not full-time. Sorry. I'm going to school taking two classes with my grad school. Kelly's Which pre- is freaking full-time, guys. I'm doing the same thing, and I don't know how we do it. Yeah. Plus the podcast. Plus work. Plus running our households. Plus being dog owners. Plus being spouses. Uh, uh, my other half is going to school and working 70 hours a week. Going, Taking four classes and going to school 70 hours. Or working 70 hours and going to school four classes so 16 hours or yeah, 12 hours i don't 12 know how hours. she's doing that either i don't know her boyfriend is like her on the SWAT half. team running doing all the crazy stuff and basically having to help me with life in general because yeah. it's just it's it is absolute bananas if you here. saw our planners yeah <laughs> our planners are about to run away like they they're are. on strike yeah but <laughs> the thing is is like we have never been happier no, we haven't because we're doing what we love and we're out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Did you like that singing? I'll do it again next episode if you're lucky. I will never sing, so you just let Kelly <laughs> just sing you all you want to. So that kind of wraps up our topic for this month. We want to leave you with a few suggestions. I will say that I am kind of with Lindsay. I haven't read a whole lot of realistic fiction that is anywhere close to this. But so, we loved it. what I did is do a little bit of research for you guys, but I want to preface it by saying the ones that I have picked out, I have not actually read, but I will be adding them to my list, so maybe you can let me know if you've already read them and if they're worth the time. I have Future Perfect by Jen Larson, or Beauty Queens about beauty pageants by Libba Bray. What about you? Well, mine is kind of similar, but it's more about people overcoming challenges in a group of girlfriends, and I haven't read it, but I cannot get over how much talk this book is getting, and it is the book called The Cheerleaders, and it is by Kira Thomas, and I mean, this book is getting so much attention on Instagram. I just sent it to Kelly the other day. But basically, this squad, is that what you call I'm not sporty. I yep. don't know. I, side note, I used to be a cheerleading coach. No freaking idea why they let me do that. Like, I, none. I can kind of see it. Yeah. It was probably the worst year of their lives. I doubt that. Okay, so, um, 
there are no more cheerleaders in the town of Sunnybrook. Basically, two cheerleaders are dead after hitting a tree on a rainy night. Um, then there was two cheerleaders killed by the man next door. And then um, one cheerleader committed suicide. And so it's like, I know it sounds weird because it's all about death, but it's about really the realistic fiction and what happens when you lose everything. Do you still step up? I love that. I want to read it. I am obsessed. I have to find this book. So if you've already read it, also find us on Instagram or Twitter, because now we're tweeting, and let us know. Yep, we divide and conquered. So she does Instagram, I do Twitter, so just let us know. Awesome. And that will do it for episode seven. We hope to hear from you soon. Check out our Patreon.